Hey Siri. I'm listening. Define normality. Normality means the condition of being normal, the state of being usual, typical, or expected. No, not normality, normalogy. Here's what I found. All right. Well, we are in uncharted territory. I'm Gordon Berry, and this is Normalogy. Big greetings to you. Peace, love, and joy zooming your way. I'm Gordon Berry, and welcome to Normalogy. This is the study of a misperceived everyday person, place, thing, or idea. Join us on this new podcast as we explore the mundane together. We'll dramatically uncover many unexpected and paradigm-shifting lessons. Now, before we dive into this podcast, I'll open it up with a beautiful quote from a Japanese manga author by the name of Ayazawa. People can't be just tied together. They have to connect. Otherwise, they'll find themselves bound hand and foot. I want to spend a little bit of time today talking about the labor of death. So this has nothing to do with the actual thing or person that has died, but it has to do with the labor that rests on the shoulders or in the palms of the people who are taking care of the remains. The other day, my dog died, and I say that really loosely because rather we put him down. He was really old. He was blind, stumbling around, bumping his head into things, slipping and falling, his ips. His hips were um, phasing out. <laughs> he was really struggling, and so it was his time. He was, he's a, she was a Shih Tzu, and he lived to be about 17, 18 years old. He's a really old dog, lived a long life. So we brought him to the vet, euthanized him. What is done is done. But what I found comfort or where I found comfort, was in the process of digging the grave. You see, I didn't wait for my dog to die to dig his grave. And a lot of people may hear this and think this is a bit dark. But I'm speaking with a light heart, a cheerful heart to some degree, in the sense that I was digging my dog's grave knowing that in about an hour and a half, we're going to be driving to the vet to put him down. And I remembered I dig, I dug it with a shovel. I didn't have a post digger or any type of machinery. I did it old school, the shovel in hand. And I would drive the shovel, shovel down and, and pull the dirt up. And as the hole got deeper and deeper, my back started to hurt more and more. My palms started to hurt more and more as I hit rocks and as I had to cut through tree roots and all kinds of things in the ground. The Georgia clay is so hard, that itself is a rock. So my hands are blistered up. They pain 
They're hurting. My back is aching. I feel like an old man and I'm only 27 as I dig this hole. But eventually I get it done. Eventually I get it done and I put a tarp over it. And I walk down to my patio and I look at my dog as he's still stumbling around in our family room, bumping his head into plants and the couch and anything else that he can bump into. And I just looked at him and I smiled and I I smiled because I know that he wouldn't be bumping into anything anymore. We'll be right back to this episode of Normalogy after a few words from the grease on our gears, the fuel in our car, and the food in our tummy. We only give airtime to companies, products, and services that have meaningfully impacted our lives. This episode of Normalogy is brought to you by MirrorManage Life Coaching. The team at MirrorManage coach shift managers on the job in any setting toward widening their perspective. Offering shift managers real-time perspective, quick strategies, and immediate feedback quickens the onboarding to job embeddedness period. Embedded managers leads to a more invested, productive, and engaging work environment for everyone. To learn how your company can avoid current training pitfalls and reap the analytical advantages of a MirrorManage life coaching, email info at miramanage.com. That's info at M-I-R-R-O-R-M-A-N-A-G-E dot com. Again, that's info at M-I-R-R-O-R-M-A-N-A-G-E dot com. I smiled because I knew that I prepared a place for him to go where he could rest. It's almost like the feeling that if you've ever cleaned a hotel room before, I don't know how many of you have, but if you've ever cleaned a hotel room or or made a bed for somebody else to lie in, not just your own bed, there is a feeling of satisfaction. There is a feeling of, wow, it looks presentable, but I also know that it will be comfortable for them. It looks presentable, but I also know that this will be a place where somebody else can rest comfortably. So we got in the car. My mother drove us to the nearby veterinarian's office. I had Mookie in my hand. And he didn't make a sound, not a single sound, not a whimper, not a whine, not a cry, not a bark, not a roof, not a growl, just silence, just peace, just calm, serene and tranquil. And so he remained. So relating it to our life and the things that we do on a daily basis, Are we preparing for the end of any project? Are we preparing for the end of anything that we have been working on for a while? Any type of growth? Any type of improvement? What are we bringing to a close? And how are we preparing for that close? I think about the many conversations that I have in a single day. It's hard to recall how they start. 
and much easier to recall how they end. They can end with a light heart and a smile, maybe a laugh, a hug, a kiss, something that seals the envelope. Or they can end with somebody storming off, bitterness, anger, pain, aggression. There's so many different ways that something can close, maybe even mystery. But with my dog, with Mookie, as I prepared his end while he was still living, throughout that whole process, I had a sense of closure. Throughout the whole process, I had a sense of, I walked by his side while he was alive. I was a part of his growth and development while he was thriving. I aided him and tried to comfort him as he was in his decline. I dug his hole. I made his bed for him to rest comfortably. And there is a sense of satisfaction in that. And I ask myself, who is doing that for me? And which person am I doing that for right now? It's a very troubling question and it's hard to answer. I don't have an answer for it yet. And I'm not sure if you do either. Perhaps there is no answer and that leaves the mystery. It leaves the mystery as my story. And your story that is still being written. The hole is still being dug. But are you identifying yourself as the person digging the hole? Or are you identifying yourself, yourself as the person who is going to be placed in the hole? I really hope you take a moment to reflect on some of the holes that you are digging for yourself and some of the holes that you are digging for other people. I really hope that you take some time to reflect on the dirt that you are throwing on yourself and the dirt that you are throwing on other people. A lot of it is unintentional and some of it is intentional. But just like dirt can tarnish somebody's clothes or tarnish somebody's reputation, that same dirt allows plants to grow. That same dirt allows a person to bury something that is very valuable, to preserve it and save it for another day. There's a lot to think about. There's a lot to reflect on. There's a lot to grow and a lot to cherish. This has been a short from Normalogy. I'm Gordon Bear. Hey, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Normalogy. This episode was made possible by TVSL, a thinking organization that brings vision, speech, and life naturally forward together. Stay tuned. New episodes of Normalogy Season 2 will be streaming every other Monday. Bring a friend, because why not? <laughs>
Let's increase the listenership together. If you enjoyed the show, I can't wait to talk more. If you didn't, let's still talk more to pinpoint how I can make it better. Send an email to T-I-V-I-S-I-L-I-N-O-W at gmail.com. Again, that's T-I-V-I-S-I-L-I-N-O-W at gmail.com. Take care, be kind, and send it forward.